Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Christ is in our midst. Today, we are greeted with this beautiful gospel. Have you heard it before? How many of you find that it's just so familiar? And we've heard it so far before, so before, and it is memorable. It's vivid, it's clear, it's easy to remember, it's easy to understand. And yet, the more we are familiar with something, the more we are tempted to let it brush off or, or blow by. They say familiarity breeds contempt. Well, very often, familiarity breeds indifference. And sometimes we think, oh yeah, I know what that one means. And we let it brush off. But today, the seed of the Word of God today is being scattered amongst you is this Gospel. And we need to not fail to look deeper, to look deeper into the Gospel, to ponder this Gospel and see if there's something new that Christ will teach us today in this old, favorite, familiar Gospel. Now in this Gospel, Christ says, A sower went out to sow seed. And he scattered his seeds, and some fell upon a bunch of different kinds of soil. Some fell on the hard path, some fell among thorns, some fell among rocks, and some fell among good soil, and it grew and yielded a hundredfold. Now imagine you are one of the people in the crowd who heard this, but did not hear the explanation. This would not necessarily be a favorite, memorable parable, but one that is vexing, one that is confusing. And Jesus says to his disciples, and he says to us, he kind of brings us in, huddles us up and says, to you has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of God. But for others they are in parables, so that seeing they may not see, and hearing that they may not understand. Now this might make you think that Christ didn't want the crowds to understand. But that's not true at all. The seed he is scattering, he is hoping, is going to land in fertile and good soil of the hearts of people. He wants all to understand this. But he knows that the crowds of the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the others who were there for, out of curiosity were not coming to hear the truth, were not coming to hear things planted in their hearts. Their hearts were not good soil. And so he shared that with those who he knew who were ready to receive. And so what does Christ explain to him? What is this meaning behind this? And forgive me, I will reiterate some of it because it's just so wonderful. Christ, of course, is the sower who is scattering the Word. His Word, His truth, His commandments, all the things that are beneficial, that will bring us life, that will bring us fruit. The seed, of course, is that word that he is scattering. And the fruit that we are expecting to come from the sowing of these seeds, well, these are the things we want. These are the fruits of the Spirit. These are peace, love, joy, patience, kindness, goodness. And of course, he says that it lands on different kinds of soil. Now, whether or not we get fruit, whether in our gardens or in our lives, 
depends on the condition of our soil. Now, for those of us who try gardening, who attempt at gardening, and I highly recommend that you do try to garden. If you don't get any good vegetables, you still get a wealth of metaphors of the spiritual life as you toil in the soil of your backyard, whatever soil you get. Now, soil is really all we have control over. And even that, not a, you know, we, we have our house and this is the soil we have, and we have to make the best of it. But truly, our soil is what we have. I have a neighbor on the street, Mabel, I think she's 94 years old this year, she's a master gardener. And I talked to her years ago and asked her to help gardening. She said, well, there's three things you really need to know if you want to have a good garden. And the first was soil preparation. The second is soil preparation. And the third is soil preparation. Truly, the quality and the quantity of the produce we get from our gardens depends on our soil preparation. But the same is true in our spiritual life. Our whole life is really the preparation of the soil of our hearts. All of the activities the church is asking us to engage in, all of the Christian life is really to transform our lives, transform our heart in to something God can use. Something that He can grow and bear fruit in. The quality of our spiritual lives then will depend on the quality of the soil and the toil that we have put in to preparing our hearts to receive what God is pouring out on us, the seed. Now a perfect example of this was given to us by Father Matthew last week. His homily last week reminded us that each Sunday, the Lord sows Himself in us. He offers His holy body and His precious blood in the Eucharist. And our benefit from that, the grace that comes from that, is really directly proportional to the preparation. And Father gave a lovely email this week explaining and expanding on the things that we might do to better prepare our hearts to receive Christ in the Eucharist. And as I looked over that list, well, this was exactly just the fullness of the Christian life. It wasn't specific for receiving communion, but it embodied us preparing our hearts to really receive whatever God is offering us. The grace that He is pouring out and sowing in us depends on us and our receptivity. Now, some of you have had the opportunity to garden and you know that the soil preparation has many parts to it. From the very beginning, the first thing is we have to remove the rocks. Rocks first. You have to break up the hard dirt clods and the hard paths. Maybe the garden area you want to have was actually a path before. We've got to pull those weeds. And we've got to try to get at those roots so those weeds don't come back. And I know that's a hard thing to do. We're going to dig and we're going to till. And we're going to add things that are beneficial to the soil. And I think it's so obvious for us, the parallels for us in our spiritual lives. 
We know what the tools are that the church has given us to till and prepare and to add amendments to the soil of our heart that it might receive better that which Christ is pouring into us. Prayer, repentance, and really repentance, the best metaphor for this is the removing of those rocks, those big sins, pulling up those weeds, in, in confession, we try to find out what the roots of those weeds and sins are and pull those as well. Fasting. Almsgiving. And working hard to obey Christ's commandments. So we see if soil preparation is the main work of the gardener or the farmer, it is also the chief work of the Christian who wants to present his heart continually to God. Now we would all like to think that we personally are good soil. In fact, we all are. We, we have good soil. We are here. We are ready to receive. We have shown up. And that is the first step in gardening, is to get out into the garden. And here, we reside in the garden of the Holy Spirit. And it's true that we are good soil and that God is working in us and we know and we feel that He's working in us. He is transforming our lives through His love into things that are pleasing and useful to Him. And He is bearing fruit in us to eternal life. But truth, truthfully, we're really not one soil or the other. We can't really categorize ourselves as being thorny soil or rocky soil. But we can recognize in ourselves that we have all these things. We have all these soil. Sure, we might have some good soil. And that good soil might bear some fruit. But are we willing to really examine ourselves? Maybe do a little soil analysis and find out what needs work in our lives? Do we have some hard-packed places in our lives? Do we have some places where the seeds of God's Word just sits? Maybe places that you think are beyond hope? Sins that you think you will never, ever overcome? And so you cordon off and you say, okay, this, is part of, this part's the soft, good soil, and I'm just going to hide my um, bad soil over here. Maybe there are places that have been wounded or trodden on by the trials of this life. And you're just not willing to present those to God. Maybe there are the teachings of the church that you're just not ready to embrace. You hear the word and you can't do that. Maybe it's fasting. Maybe there are people that you are not willing to forgive. Even though the seed of God's word tells us that we are to forgive all, even our enemies. Maybe it's almsgiving. Maybe we struggle with money and tithing is an area we have said, no, this is a hard path and the seed of God's word will not penetrate here. Maybe we have thorny places. We would like to bear fruit, but we recognize that there are just so many weeds. There are so many other cares where our, our attention is given by so other many things. And we think, I really want to tend the garden of my heart. I really want to present myself to Christ. I really want to be more fertile soil for what God wants to do. I really want to grow in Christ, and I really want to bear fruit for Him. But I don't have time to pray. I don't have time to read the scripture. I don't have time to do the weeding that I know I need to do. And those thorns creep up 
And pretty soon, we get used to them and we don't call them weeds, we call them wildflowers. But those wildflower weeds are not in the right place. And they're preventing the soil of our hearts from bearing that fruit that God wants to bear in us. Or maybe we have rocky places. Rocky places where we hear the word. How many of us have heard a word or heard, have been encouraged to do something? And we say, yes! I'm going to do that. I'm going to start this. I'm going to keep my prayer rule 100%. I might even increase my prayer rule. And then, it, it doesn't really go anywhere. It didn't have root. It didn't nurture it. And the stony soil caused it to wither and die. And it doesn't bear fruit. Maybe we just never got around to it yet. Now, I remember hearing a story. And it's a fictional story, and it's about two demons. And they're conversing about their success and how it's going in their art of temptation. And the one demon is not having very much success. Now, these are two demons that has specifically been assigned to Christians. The one demon is not having much success trying to distract his human from the spiritual activities. He's tried all the usual temptations, riches, popularity, success, sexual temptations, immorality, and it just doesn't seem to be working. The more he tried to get him to neglect church, um, prayers and repentance, the more the person fought back and clung to the Lord. The other demon, however, reported that he was being very successful and was hauling all sorts of souls to hell. And he asked him, what are, you, what are you doing? What's your technique? He says, well, the successful tempter says, I told them they should go to church, they should say their prayers, they should go to confession, they should get more serious about their faith. The first unsuccessful tempter says, how on earth did that work? And the successful demon says to him, I told him to do all those things later. My brothers and sisters, how much of our spiritual lives have we put off to a future time? This is what I want, but not yet. I'm young. I'm having fun. I don't have time for the spiritual life. In the epistle last week, there was a bold statement by, by St. Paul in his letter. He says, now is the acceptable time. Now is the day of salvation. My brothers and sisters in Christ, let us do the work of the garden. In the garden, it is really never too early to start preparing your soil. It is really never too late. But for us, when we put things off, it might be too late. Now maybe we feel like we're doing all that we ought to do. We're doing all we can. But we don't maybe feel like we're growing that much. We're, we're doing, we're working, we're, we think we're doing what we're supposed to be doing. And we're not really seeing the fruit. The peace of God seems to elude us. And we need to remember that the farmer's job doesn't change much depending on the size of the harvest. He still has the same job to do. 
And despite all of our efforts, the growth that we experience is God's. And there is growth happening in you when we offer the soil of our hearts to our Lord that we don't get to see right now. It's a long time from the time you begin to work the soil of your garden until you eat that ripe tomato. Now what does it say in the Gospel today about those who have good soil? There are those who hearing the word hold it fast, hang on to it in an honest and good heart and bring forth fruit with patience. Brothers and sisters, we are asked to take up our cross and follow Christ. And our cross is to tend the garden of our soul. To continue to prepare the soil of our hearts to receive the King of all. And we have to trust that if we do this, if we continually with hope and with faith and with love draw near, that He will bring fruit and growth into our lives. Because the harvest is union with Him. We will experience Him in our lives. The harvest is eternal life. And let us not grow weary in doing those things that prepare ourselves to receive our Lord, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.